I think that the more we do think about our values as we go about our days, I think the more natural it becomes. So it actually probably becomes less of a like effortful process because eventually it just becomes natural, like a natural way that you make decisions and go about your day. So today we are talking about values and how being aware of our values might impact how we go about our lives and how might that enhance our lives. So is there anything that comes to mind for you, Anna, when thinking about why being aware of our values might be helpful? Yeah, um, I guess what comes to mind right now is that when we not necessarily like when we forget our values, but when we're kind of ambivalent to them or don't take enough time to cultivate them, I feel like we kind of turn into zombies a little bit. Mm. Um, and not in like a permanent way or anything, but um, like coming from my experience as someone who's very busy and doesn't always have time to like reflect and check in with that sort of thing. I find that when I neglect um, kind of taking time to, like, recenter around my values, that can just be, like, very draining, and I feel kind of, like, less connected to the world, I feel like. Um, I think it's just an important way to find fulfillment, even in the little things, because I think that's ultimately what we're all kind of looking for, and... If we can live up to our own standards on a regular basis, I think that's one way to, like, be proud of ourselves and be fulfilled and figure, like, feel that we're we're following some sort of purpose. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think if we're not living in accordance with our values, if we're not really considering our values as we go about our days, it can sort of feel like we're on autopilot because we're just doing things like just because. So I think that speaks to that zombie feeling that you were mentioning. And I think taking time to check in with what our values are can help us to make more informed decisions and informed in such a way that it's informed by our, like what really matters to us. So like you said, it's more fulfilling that way. Definitely. Yeah. And one place where I see this making a big difference in my life is in decision making, which Mm -hmm. is something that we have talked about a lot on the podcast before. We had a whole episode on making decisions in season one because it's something that we both (laughs) tend to have a hard time with. (laughs) Because making decisions is hard. Um, And I think having a sense of what your values are can make it easier to make a decision that aligns with those values. Then you don't feel so much like you're just kind of grasping for like, uh, this might be the right decision or this one might be, but I don't really know if you have like your values in front of you and you think about, well, which of these options is in alignment with these values. And I think it helps us kind of figure out what our priorities are because a lot of times we're making decisions it 
we might have to prioritize one thing over another. And depending on what we consider to be our most important values, that can inform those choices. Yeah. And I think this speaks to the, I mean, I completely agree with you. I think it speaks to the idea that, well, ultimately we have to make one kind of big decision before we can make other decisions, which is what are our values, uh, which is a difficult decision in and of itself. But I think once you figure that out, other decisions are definitely easier to make because, like you said, you don't feel like you're floundering as much trying to make decisions. You feel like you kind of have a foundation from which to judge your choices i guess if that makes sense um yeah that does yeah and so no i completely agree with you and although and it doesn't necessarily always make decisions more like easier either but i think sometimes Mm. it makes them better decisions in the long run yeah um which is important as well it makes them feel like there's more payoff um when you do make them I'm really glad that you said that because I I can definitely relate to that thing still being a really hard decision, even if you know that one is maybe a better decision based on your values, because it can still feel hard to give up on something else that maybe you do also value, but maybe to a lesser extent. And I think I think what it really does thinking about our values when we're making decisions is helps us make decisions that we can really feel good about. Yeah. Because we can feel like we made it from a really centered place that like is coming from our own. What's really important to us. Yeah. This is making me think of my own decision process, which is, So a lot of the time, my decision-making process involves seeking advice from people that I trust and care about um, because I really value their opinions. Um, And so that's one value that I take into account when making those decisions. But on the other hand, now that we're talking about this idea of kind of living up to your own values, when you do subject your decision-making process to the influence of other people, that means their values are also playing into it to an extent, I would say. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, if it's someone you trust and someone whose values you trust, then I think it can be really good. And I don't think my decision-making process is bad because I do that. I think it really helps me. But sometimes I do wonder that if I was maybe more in touch with my values or was more thoughtful about them, then maybe I could make decisions on my own more easily. I don't know. Do you have Mm. any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it can be really helpful to talk through our decisions with other people. And I do that sometimes too. And I think that when we do that, it's important to just notice where their values might differ from yours. And where they might be giving you some advice that's feels really right to them based on their values. And sometimes if this is a person that you go to for advice that you really trust, you probably do have a lot of similar values to them. So that's maybe why they like feel like a good person to talk to about stuff. And I think sometimes it's also important to realize that your values are different. And if you're having like not a totally positive response to what they're saying to think about is this because 
I like don't want to do it. It's a limiting belief or something that's not something that's getting in your way. Or is it because their values are different from mine? So the advice that they're giving me is based on their values. And that doesn't actually feel like the right path for me. Yeah. I think what's tough about this is that it kind of identifying your own values requires a lot of interiority. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and sometimes you can get in your own head with stuff like that. So I think that's where talking to other people can really be helpful. But this is also making me think of the fact that sometimes when we talk to other people about values, it helps us understand our own, especially when we might disagree with someone Mm -hmm. else's values, which I think is really interesting because I think sometimes we think of nailing down our values as a process that's like very internal and very like private in a way um but sometimes i think the best way to identify your values is comparing them with other people's almost if that i don't know if that rings yeah true for that's you. really interesting i think that makes sense have you had that experience where you feel like you're more aware of what your values are after talking to somebody else Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think, like, one of the biggest examples is when, like, I'm talking to my sister about stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, like, we're very close and we have a lot of the same values, but we might diverge in a few things. So it's, like, easier for me to notice more nuances when I'm, like, talking to her because we know each other so well. And we also can we also can call each other out on stuff in a way that I probably wouldn't do with a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can make each other see things in different ways without being without like sugarcoating it i guess yeah <laughs> if that makes any sense that's what siblings are for. yeah and so i don't know i think like that relationship is really helpful for me in determining my values and like reevaluating them constantly and talking to her about them like as especially as we're in college and we're learning so many new things um so i don't know if you have a person like that i think that can be really helpful but i also think figuring out on your own is really important too yeah, that's interesting. Do you feel like there are any values that you've but be- like specific values that you've become aware of from talking to your sister or anything just like cuz you're in such a transitional period and in um, this new place in college? Yeah, I think part of it is definitely influenced by the place that we're at in time and how mm-hmm. we're both in yeah. college right now. And so we're both like in an intellectual setting and like that kind of stuff is already on our minds and we're reading these complex texts about we're both in classes relating to gender right now and so we've been talking a lot about that and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it has been looking at like different nuanced views so maybe we have similar views on something but Martha will bring up something that makes me look at it in a different way I guess is what I would say cool yeah 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 um and then another reason I think this is all helpful is just because it helps it helps us get in touch with why we think the things we do and why we do the things we do. Yeah. So it's values are a helpful framework that can help us kind of look at what we're doing and figure out is this making sense what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like I'm rambling. No, I mean, like, what we do ultimately becomes our life. Right. You know, like, yeah. And so the little things add up in a way. And not to be, like, 
make sure every little thing that you do aligns completely to your deepest values mm-hmm. or anything. But that sounds I don't exhausting. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. That sounds like a very interesting existence. Right. I mean, I think it helps us live more fulfilling lives if we feel like we're really living up to things that we believe in. Yeah. Well, I also think like what you were saying about like living every single moment in accordance with your values. I think that the more we do think about our values as we go about our days, I think the more natural it becomes. So it actually probably becomes less of a like effortful process because eventually it just becomes natural, like a natural way that you make decisions and go about your day. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Again, that speaks to the idea of practice. I think this is something that we can practice and it's something that we should practice. And it's like any sort of sort of thing that we want to implement into our lives. We've talked about mindfulness. We've talked about happiness. We've talked about all kinds of things. And it's always what can we do to implement that? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think living up to your values is the same thing. You have to practice it. and identifying the best way that you can do that is an important thing. Yeah. Well, I think this would be a good place to transition into some ideas about how we might Mm -hmm. apply and practice our values in our daily life and particularly within wellness and creativity, since that's what we talk about here at Never Well Going Talks. (laughs) So within wellness do you have any thoughts on how being aware of your values might affect the way you take care of yourself yeah the first thing i think of is just when we take care when we live up to our values that is a method of taking care of ourselves like Mm. baseline um i think that is a really important i think it's really important for like taking care of your mental health and stuff because I think living up to your values can be a source of pride and a source of positivity for you as an individual. And I think that's important to have those emotions and those feelings present in your life on a regular basis. Um, Let's see. I also think identifying... Let's see. what What exactly am I trying to say here? I think... Values are are um, are very wrapped up in how we view health, even though a lot of times we kind of separate the medical world from like the spiritual or value world, I feel like, even though mm-hmm. there's an incredible amount of ethics that goes into it. Um, and obviously, we're looking at wellness and more of an umbrella idea than than just like the medical world. But I do think that looking at those things, helps us figure out what we want to focus on in our own wellness for one thing like what parts of wellness are most important to us and how what do we think the best way of going about that is and what resources we want to use to do that um i think it helps us find things that really speak to us there's so many things out there that we can use to take care of ourselves and if we're more in tune with our values i think we can find things that feel more authentic to us Yeah, I like the way you put that, because there are so many different options for how we can 
and it's overwhelming ourselves it is overwhelming and like if you try to do all of them it's probably gonna be a source of stress because you're gonna be spending all of your time and money and energy on making yourself well which is probably gonna backfire (laughs) right so if you think about what things you most value about your wellness you can decide how you want to spend your resources like time and money which like perhaps they're in some way philosophically unlimited resources but we also kind of only have a certain amount at a particular time (laughs) we do have a certain amount at a particular time So, (laughs) so you have to decide how to use it accordingly in a way that's going to be beneficial to you and satisfying to you in a way that's going to feel good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it also can get us thinking about why, again, we're focusing on our wellness. So we're not just like doing all the lemon water and dry brushing and green juices just because we feel like we should. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. But like, why? Why are these things important to us? And are those things that we are implementing, are they actually something that is supporting that reason? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I I think the wellness world has become somewhat commodified and Mm -hmm, defined by trends. And we've we talked about self-care on the podcast last season, but we also talked about how self-care is like kind of a buzzword. Even though it's like a really good buzzword to have, um, yeah. But like, we have to be aware that sometimes, as much as people are trying to promote our wellness, they're also just trying to sell us stuff. And is are like, are we okay with that? You know, and yeah, things like that. Um, and so, no, I think that's a really good thing to point out. Um, for sure, I, it it totally goes into that and not just doing things for the sake of doing them or because everyone else is doing them. I think it's so difficult because I think this this trend of turning wellness into a kind of like a trendy thing. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings on it. Um, Mm -hmm. On one hand, I think it's really good that holistic wellness and things like that are becoming more uh, mainstream, I guess I would say. But I think there's still a lot of like one size fits all even in the holistic wellness world and we need to orient reorient our mindsets in regards to kind of individual wellness and it's so hard Mm -hmm. to figure out what we need for our individual wellness because there are so many resources and everyone thinks that they're right so i do think that figuring out your values can help you make those decisions it's still really hard and i don't have a good answer for how to go about doing that like i really struggle with this for sure Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely right that it's become. I mean, it's there's like a whole wellness industry that you write it as trying to sell us products, and like a lot of those products are really amazing, and a lot of those services are really amazing and helpful for some people, but that doesn't mean you need all of them, or even any of them right now. Right, and it doesn't mean they're all amazing either. That's also true. Yeah, <laughs> which is hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm really glad you brought that up. I think it's something to keep in mind. And not yeah. to, like, discourage you, but I, I do think when you're more in touch with your values, you won't be as easily swayed by trends and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree. And I think this goes back to how we are choosing to use our resources. Mm, yeah. And in this case, particularly money and whether the things that we're purchasing are aligning with our values and how we want to spend our money or whether we're just buying things because we feel like we need to or it's going to fix us or it's helping somebody else and they look good. So, yeah, it's important to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts about how values apply to wellness? Um, let's see. Well, I think one thing to keep in mind about this, again, going off the fact that wellness is not one size fits all, is that your wellness is going to look very different than someone else's. Mm. And just like you don't really want to impose your values on anyone else in sort of a moral or ethical way, I guess, or a religious way, for example, you don't want to do that with wellness either. I would say especially with wellness, because that is so individualized. That's that's not one of those things where we we try to make it out as one of those things where we are all living in kind of the same bubble with that and there's a right way to do it, but that's so not true. And you mm. can argue up and down if that's true with morality and, and religion and things like that. But with wellness, that's it's so individualized. And so I think we need to develop more of a live and let live philosophy when looking at other people's how other people treat their bodies and their minds. Because I think, and we, we also use it to compare ourselves to others, which can be really detrimental because what someone else does isn't necessarily going to work for you. So again, I think being more in touch with our values allows us to kind of just do our own thing, but we need to remember to not kind of latch on to other people's or criticize other people's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this brings up a really good point that I definitely wanted to touch on today about how like not imposing your values on other people i think yeah. this is so important oh like you gosh, said maybe yeah. particularly within wellness but just in general this makes me think of Jess Lively who's the host of the Lively Show podcast i haven't heard her talk so much about values in recent episodes but she used to talk a lot about values and one thing that she said that resonated with me is don't poke other people with your values which I thought was like such a clever way of saying it. Yeah. But I think it's so important to remember that the way that other people are living their lives, just because it may not seem like the best way to live to you, it might, in fact, be the best way for them because they have different values than you do. And I think it's, it's like really, uh, like egocentric in a way to think that you know what's best for somebody else. Yeah. Cause we don't. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I have two things to say about that. One, I really like how she says that too, because it's mm -hmm. like, it's just annoying <laughs> when you, <Right. laughs> when you post your values on other people, like no one wants that. I like right. how she, how she says, don't poke people with your values. Right. It's like, this is just annoying. Stop it. Um, I think, it's really important to think about how our ego plays into our values. I'm really glad you brought that up because we can kind of get like a God complex if we think that our values are the best or oh, totally. Yeah. Or if we're trying to define our values based on our ego, we're probably not going to actually get to the heart of what our true values are. 
And I think getting rid of our ego is so hard. Like, we live in mm-hmm. such a competitive world um, where we're awarded for certain things and we're full of hierarchies and things like that. And it's really hard to detach from our egos. And I think the more we can do that, the more authentic our values are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Forget what I was going to say. Oh, I think when our ego comes into play, when we're thinking about our values, it can be really easy to, like you said, like have, think you have values that are maybe not necessarily your truest values, but it's like what it seems like people around you are valuing. So it's like, oh, that's what I should value too. But if you're not checking in with, how that actually resonates with you on a deeper level, I think it's not going to be satisfying. And I think it's also important not to judge our own values. Yeah. Because, so one thing that I've noticed is I find it helpful to like think of a set of a few core values that are guiding me. Because if I think about like all the hundreds of, things and ideas that I value in the world, that doesn't really help me in terms of clarity and decision making and yeah. any of that stuff. So I think it's helpful to narrow it down to I have four that I check in with currently. Um and I it can be really easy to judge yourself for being like, well, like peace is not on my list of core values. Equality is not on mm. there. Am I a terrible person? But that's not true. Cause I do value those things also. And that like the things that are on my short list of values are related to my understanding of those. But mm-hmm. part of it is just about semantics and like which words have the yeah. most resonance for you personally. So <laughs> my like one of my values is beauty and part of beauty to me is peace and equality. Right. And that's just a way of saying it that feels the most authentic to me. Yeah. I really like that for sure. Yeah, I think we can get really overwhelmed by our values and pinning them down because we I think we do have so many. But if we mm-hmm. if we identify core values, I like the idea of bringing up how certain values can fit into other ones, because I think sometimes we feel limited if we're choosing core values. But I don't think that has to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it's helpful to think of it as a tool if you do decide yeah. to just pin down a few. It's a tool to help you live your life in a more authentic, fulfilling way. It's not that just because you picked these five values that those are the only things you care about. It doesn't change who you are as a person. It's just like a helpful way to guide yourself when you need some guidance. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you in regards to this idea, going back to the idea of imposing your values on someone else. I'm wondering, I feel like there's a difference between imposing your values on someone else and having certain deal breakers that are influenced by your values. And sometimes I almost think it's important to have deal breakers influenced by your values. But I'm also not sure if I believe that. But I I think mm-hmm. I do. Because I think... I think we at some point we can't always just be ambivalent. Like we have to take we have to take certain positions because yeah. we need to have like convictions. So for me like I guess probably one of them would be like if you 
discriminate against people based on their sexuality or gender. Like, that's probably a deal breaker for me. I probably could not be friends with you if you if you felt right. that way. You know? Um, and I wonder if that is... If that is a... A, like... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, on one hand, I'm yeah. like, is that the right thing yeah. to do? Um... Should we never have deal breakers with people? Like, should we always be open-minded about people? Like, how do our values play into this? I don't know if we can, like, really Mm. find an answer to this, but this is just making me think about this idea. Yeah, I think this is such a complicated issue, and that's something that I've thought about, too, because I agree with you. I think there are certain things that are, like, so important to how I see the world. Like, same thing. I don't think I could be friends with people who discriminate against other people based on their gender, sexuality, religion, race, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. But I wonder if the people... Now, I don't know if this is just me like feeling superior because I feel like my values are better right. than those people. Right, yeah. But also, I think they are. yeah you know like if your if your values are causing you to cause harm to another person i don't think they're good values exactly and i i i i think what what my gut is telling me right now is that is that is a that is a good belief to have like i think not that i want to like moralize this again it's like do we say like one thing's good one thing's bad you know like where do we like take a stance on things but I think taking that stance is important. I think harming people with your values is, it means you have bad values. Like, I think yeah. that is important for me to recognize, you know? Yeah. But I, I do think it's a tricky topic because I think someone can always come up to you and say, well, aren't you just cutting yourself off from other people? Like, people can learn and grow. You, you know what I mean? Like, if you're cutting yourself off, then maybe you could be teaching them something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I think there's a difference between, like, refusing to associate or talk to a person who has such drastically different views than you and, like, having some healthy space between you. Yeah. So maybe still allowing for some conversation and interaction but but i don't know yeah that's tricky again well and you don't because i don't think it's helpful to like totally wall yourself off from people who have different viewpoints because that's not going to change anything then we're all just going to get more like entrenched in our own views i think we need to work together right but at the same time right unless they're directly harming you I think, yeah. right, I think cutting yourself off from people maybe isn't smart. I think this also, this is making me think it goes to the, it goes back to our own values, because let's say one of your core values is kindness, you know, even if you disagree with someone so fundamentally, it might be in your value system to still treat them with kindness, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and the other thing that this makes me think of is even though, like, some people may act in a way that I think is, like, really terrible, I don't think that means they're, like, less, they have less worth as a person. Yeah. I think that there is something, like, seriously wrong with what they are doing in the world, 
but I don't think at their core they're a less worthy being. I think that's really on this important. Planet. I think that in a lot of cases, like something about their situation is hurt that's causing them to act in those ways. So I don't think just like telling them that they're wrong. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you do have to tell people that they're wrong, but just like fighting against it in that really like my values opposed to your values. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. I don't know. This is a like huge, complicated topic. Yeah. This just came, this just popped (laughs) in my head. No, I, I think, I think the whole, your definition of someone, the fact that someone's maybe bad values does not influence their self-worth. I like that idea. I think we get into really big trouble when we start questioning people's humanity. I don't think mm-hmm. that is ever a productive thing to do. I think that yeah. can be really dangerous. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good thing for you to bring up for sure. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah. That's a, it's a tricky subject. Though. Yeah, for sure. Should we go to a, a lighter subject now? On, sure. On values, <laughs> maybe values within creativity. Yeah, I, that is another thing that we wanted to talk about today. Um, so I think it's similar in a lot of ways to wellness, how, how our values apply to creativity. I think that it can inform how we spend our time and our money and energy in terms of what creative work that we do. And it can help us figure out why we're focusing on our creativity and our art in the ways that we do. Definitely. And I also think another way that it plays into creativity is when it comes to sharing our creative work. Mm. When we think about why and how and with whom we are sharing that work. And maybe like checking in to make sure that that way of sharing is in alignment with our values. Definitely. Yeah. Something that I think about in regards to creativity, maybe this is a little more unique for me because one of my big art forms is writing. And one of the reasons why I like to write, I think, is to use that as kind of an, a platform of activism in a way. Or at least I think I feel like I have responsibility to do that when telling stories, Mm. I feel like. Um, And because I'm writing like specific words down and conveying direct messages, I think I have I feel that I have somewhat of responsibility to to transmit my values through that. Um, And like I view that as a really cool opportunity. Like that's one of the reasons why writing really excites me. I find like. I really want to be an activist in regards to certain things, but I find political work daunting. But I think stories often can be really transformative in regards to certain things. So so this is one thing that I am thinking about a lot as I am I am identifying myself as a writer. And so I think that's another thing. And I don't think it's unique to writing either. I think you can make value statements with any piece of art. Um, Mm -hmm. but thinking about what values you're putting into your art when you're making it, I think that's something especially to consider, especially when you're going to share it because I know a lot of artists say, not all artists, but some artists have the perspective that once they share their work, it's not necessarily theirs anymore. You know, you've released it out into the world and it's going to affect other people. And so we've talked about this idea of responsibility as an artist. And I think 
if you're authentic to your values in your art, that's going to make you more proud of it and have a more positive impact on the people who who participate in your art. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I agree. I think when we talked about the last time we talked about this idea of responsibility as an artist and a creator, we talked about how, you know, that like, where's the line between checking in with yourself to make sure it's okay to share and being overly perfectionist. And I think that checking in with your values can maybe be a good way to, to do that. Yeah. In a way that you're not really overly analyzing every little thing, but you can think about, does this align with my values and the values that I want to project into the world also? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a a good way to check in. And I, I think that is, like you said, particularly obvious with written work when you're using language. But I do agree, because you, you can convey a lot in mm-hmm. other art forms, too, and visual art and music and uh, lots of things. Yeah, I totally agree. So, yeah, no, that's been something on my mind for sure. And I think that's I think it's a really cool way to be able to like share your values with other people, not necessarily impose Mm -hmm. them. I think this is one of those really special opportunities where you get to influence people with your values, but you aren't necessarily saying you have to believe this. You're saying this is what I believe and you can be influenced by this. And I think art is like a really unique platform and that you're able to do that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I like the way you put that because I've, and I often, I feel like it can be even more powerful sometimes. Yeah. Because we're accessing emotions and stories, like you said. I think that stories are such a powerful way mm-hmm. to transmit transmit information in a way that we understand on a like a much deeper level than you know, a persuasive essay. Someone like telling you this is these are the reasons why you should believe this and here's what you should believe versus a story that like you can feel what the character's feeling and really develop empathy for them and relate it their story to your own experience. And I think that's true of other art forms also because it really can access our capacity for emotion and imagination and stories in other forms besides written word stories. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, to kind of start wrapping up this conversation, how do you best think that we can determine what our values are, Maria? What are some things that you've used or found helpful? Well, I started thinking about kind of defining my values maybe a couple of years ago because I think it's you know something we think about in the abstract a lot and it's interesting to think about. Right. But I wanted to come up with a more concrete list that I could refer back to as I'm making decisions and looking for clarity on things. And the, so I like Googled some ways like how to find your values and you can find some interesting exercises on there. And I think Mm -hmm. I tried some that I heard in podcasts or whatever. Um, Most of them have to do with looking up a list of values and then circling some and kind of narrowing them down based on various things. The most helpful helpful exercise I have done is from the Being Boss book. 
by Kathleen Shannon and Emily. Oh, no. No, I forgot her last name. <laughs> anyway, they have a podcast called Being Boss, and they wrote a book called Being Boss, and they have an exercise in there about determining your values. And like some of the other ones, there's like a list of values and you circle some. And of course, there are tons on that list that I'm like, yes, I value that and that and that and that, which is the tricky thing with this exercise. It's hard to narrow it down. But their way of narrowing it down, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it had to do with thinking about an experience where you felt like really in alignment and flowy and authentic and thinking about what values that experience mm. represented. And that for me was the first time that I was like, yes, like I have a solid list. I understand why this is my list and it really resonates with me. So out of that, I came up with four core values, even though like we talked about, I have lots of other values, of course, besides those, but narrowing it down to those four was really helpful. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, this weekend I was at a little retreat thing for my uh, through my school's career center and we talked about values and we like they gave us a list of values and we're like circle mm -hmm. three to five that are your core values. Like easier said than done, you know, <laughs> right. I probably circled like probably 10. Want to circle like 20. I was like, I can't pick just five. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I will definitely look into that. And because I think it is helpful to really narrow it down. You know, it's just sometimes yeah. that's hard to do. Yeah. And again, it doesn't mean that just because you narrowed it down to five things that those are the only five things you value. Mm -hmm. But those are the things that are going to be the most helpful as a guide. Yeah. When you want to use this as a tool. So this week, Creative Souls, we would like to encourage you to take some time to think about your core values. So you could try the one from Being Boss, or you could try, it's a good book in case you're interested. Um, you could. Google some lists of values, meditate on it, whatever you think might be helpful. I think also focusing on your feelings when you're thinking about values can help you kind of uncover what, what your values are versus what you think your values should be or what the people mm. around you value. Yeah. So anyway, this week, take some time thinking about what those might be and then if you feel so inclined, let us know what you discovered, because I think it would be really interesting to have a bigger conversation about this and hear what other people found from this exercise. Do you have a quote for us this week, Maria? I do. And I also have some ways that you can get in touch with us, because I just forgot to say that. You can send us an email if you want to let us know what you discovered from your values. You can send us an email at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Never Wear Boring Socks or on Twitter at No Boring Socks. Beautiful. And I do also have a quote for you. So this one, this came in an email, I think yesterday, from Caroline Kelso Zook. I think that's how you say her name. She sends the best email newsletters of like any email newsletter that I've signed up for. And I've signed up for a lot. And she now, she does joint letters with her husband because they own a business together. But she has like these really inspiring messages for creative people, which 
sometimes they're a little long and I don't always read them. But when I do, it's like, oh, yes, you're speaking to me. Thank you for this. <laughs> so this one that she sent, I think it was yesterday. Um, this was part of the email. You may not be able to use a step-by-step -step guide to make every decision before you clear, but that doesn't mean you have to stay lost. Instead of searching outside yourself for the map, look within yourself for the compass. And she goes on to talk about how that compass is made up of your values, your non-negotiables, like the vision you have for your life. And I just really liked that metaphor of the map versus the compass mm -hmm. and how again like no one can tell you what the best path for your life will be because no one else shares the same values and skills and experiences as you but I think getting in touch with what is what do we want our inner compass to be that's guiding us and I think our values can be a really useful compass yeah for sure i really like that metaphor too that's all we have for you this week creative souls if you liked this episode we'd love a rating and review on itunes or wherever you found us we'd also love a subscribe which means um you'd be sure to catch next week's episode all about home decor and how that plays into creativity and wellness and you can find show notes for this episode and links to anything we talked about at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 047. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Thank you so much to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for his audio editing skills and to him and Martha Barnard for their musical contributions. And thank you, Creative Souls, our wonderful listeners, for being here. Until next time, never wear boring socks. <laughs>